Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Let's begin. Hey, gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. All right, guys, my guest with me today is Matt Allred, co-founder of Take the Mountain Challenge. It's a program designed to help men reclaim their masculine edge, reconnect to their masculine power, and build an amazing life for themselves. He's also a father of three, happily married, a personal trainer coach. And uh, yeah, Matt, we're just so glad to have you on this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing honored. I'm doing awesome, man. And I'm uh, I'm honored. I'm honored that you invited me to come on this uh, your podcast, dude. I've been... Uh... You know, I'll be honest, I'll be catching up on you here a little bit with it. But uh, yeah, since we met back in Phoenix, what, uh, man, like a year ago, I guess? Getting roughly? close. Yeah, last summer, yeah. getting close. Yeah, last summer, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so I know we just had a, I felt like we had a pretty good connection. And I think uh, once we get into it, I think our stories kind of have some similarities. And no, man, I just love what you're doing. And yeah, I love that we're in this space of just helping men like reclaim their masculinity, reclaim their God-given uh, what what God created them to be, right? Which yeah. is to be teachers and lovers. So I love it, man. Thank thank yeah. you again for having me on here. Yeah, awesome. So just to connect the audience with um, how you and I got uh, acquainted was uh, went and did a in person kind of personal growth and development seminar. I want to call it conference, but that makes it sound way bigger than it was. More of a workshop, <laughs> but we had a blast. Um, put out a Facebook blast on a podcast guest collaboration site that I follow, and Joel, who we both know, answered to be on the podcast, and we got to talking. And ultimately, I ended up hiring him to be my life coach. I don't know if you knew that or not, but we we worked together. And in the process of getting uh, signed back up and uh, working with him again, along with that digital platform that he has and all that stuff. But it was a dream of mine, one of my goals to do an in-person live event, personal growth and development type thing. So I gathered a couple guys that had been guests on the podcast. We bought plane tickets. We rented a conference room at a nice motel and just put it all together and that's where I met you and stuff but that's where I became aware of what you're doing with this take the mountain challenge program that you have and yeah let's just dive right into that talk to us about what take the mountain challenge is why you created it uh, what inspired you and led you down that path and what kind of results are you getting from it the floor is yours yeah man uh so my, my tagline is take the mountain challenge as a men's weekend where you come up, lift heavy things, throw sharp objects and light big fires and praise Jesus in the process. Right. So that's my, <laughs> that's my uh, five second elevator speech when guys ask me what it's all about, but man, no, it's, it's really about, so we, we go up to the mountain. So right now we've been in uh, Prescott, Arizona, the last three years, uh, we go up to a camp up there. It's uh, it's fairly rustic. It's a, it's a great place called the manual pines. Uh, we get these guys bunking together. We're basically in a big lodge bunkhouse. And, you know, what we do is really, so we found this secret sauce and we started off with this thing by, and I, I, I believe the military's got this down, right? Where I, I believe as men, we have to come to a place of uh, physical exhaustion, I guess you could say, our physical limit before we actually open up spiritually mentally emotionally with some things so we we found you know just their trial and error this and i'll get into the history of it a little bit here but uh you know when you have when, when you're so exhausted from doing something physically right say like a boot camp mm -hmm. then you come together and we expand your mind with uh, personal development teaching with some uh that's all backed by uh biblical standards i'm have been a Christian for some time now, and that's really changed my life. But, you know, we throw some Bible in there along with some personal development. But seeing these guys, you don't have a, uh, our defense mechanism is now a little weakened when it comes to um, 
that mental game we play, right? Like, ah, this isn't for me, all the voices in the head. So basically we wear you out enough to where the voices in your head are so worn out, they can't give you negative feedback. And then what we are teaching and bringing you through with, uh, that's a lot of workshop type stuff. Uh, we give you like a 20 minute talk, but then let you work it out with your group. We put these guys in the squad. So where then you can build accountability, build relationships. And man, we're just seeing guys, uh, really being filled by that, being changed, letting go, uh, past hurts, habits, hangups, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it almost, it's like, it, once that wall's broken, now we can go in and start refeeding, reprogramming, you know, I mean, reprogramming sounds kind of bad, but that's what you do in the military, right? They program right. you to, to be the man that you need to be. Yeah. And like uh, yeah, and that's what we, that's where we, uh that that's the the gist of it so you go out for three days uh you're put into a squad with five other men uh all ranging in various ages like you know i i liked your podcast i think you were talking about the spartan i was listening to it mm. and that's what i really how i market it to these guys like it's not for everyone you know this is not your kumbaya singing donut eating sitting around horseshoe playing uh, men's retreat this is a men's advance is what we call it because men were not you know We've been retreating too long. That's why the state of our country is what it is. It's time for us to stand up in advance and take control again out of love. I think we yeah. need to, and that's part of it. We learned how to love one another. Jesus said, love others, but you got to love yourself first. So we're teaching the men how to find that love for themselves, that masculinity, and then come back the, come back to the their families, the kings God created them to be, right? Take dominion of their community. So, uh, yeah, I may have got off there, but that's, that's that's the gist of it, you know, without giving up too much. We just bring it up for three days. And, you know, the take the mountain is, a, you know, you think about like an analogy, right, of, uh, of battle, right? You want to take the high ground. Uh, part of my regrets I used to carry with me was uh, I was going to join the military at some time. But uh, life choices of uh, drugs and alcohol kind of uh, uh, took a different path, mm -hmm. you know. And that always, that kind of warrior spirit, it always intrigued me. And that's part of, you know, coming up there and seeing that, like putting these guys in these units to come up and go through kind of a boot camp style thing. So the mountain is really, you know, taking the mountains, I like to say, of like different areas in your life. You know, like I know Joel's got the the seven Fs, right? Uh, of Bula. Uh, I know that's similar to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, programs with that same kind of languaging so that's kind of ours where we're jumping in on that where it's like yeah the mountains of your life like the things we got to conquer right the climb the mountain mm -hmm. to find climb the mountain of being a better family man climb the mountain of um of your uh, personal development of yourself climb the mountain of your of your career whatever that is right it's all mm -hmm. a, a bit of an uphill battle and when we can take the high ground it gives it gives us perspective of what we've gone through in the battles uh, we've, we've been victorious in, right. And it builds that confidence. But if you've ever gone hiking before, right, there's always another mountain to climb. Right. So it's like, I like to say, you know, biblically, you're not, you're never perfected till you're done. Right. So it's right. life is constant growth. If you're not growing, you're dying. And that's the way I look at it. It's like, we bring the guys up, get them to a level, but then see, you know, now you have the skills to go even further, right? To climb that next mountain, whatever that is, you know? Yes. So, yeah. Awesome. So I guess yeah, that's, that's a awesome. big nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, this was the opportunity to get it out there because I think men need this. Like, there's been some conversations that I've had with my wife where I was like, man, there's no, I don't have a network, you know? And I, I, I need to go to a place where like I can kind of, and I don't know if you guys do this or not. I don't, maybe it's not that intense, but I just want to be around some other men that are on a solid trajectory. You know, some that are a little bit older than me that I can glean things from, from my own growth. And maybe some that are a little newer on their journey or younger that maybe I might be able to impact and offer some things and, you know, lift some tractor tires and crawl through the mud under some razor wire kind of a thing. And just, uh, just uh, reacclimate yourself to the idea that uh, you're not a castrated domicile tomcat sitting on the couch, you know, binge watching whatever your favorite Netflix show is, 
stuck in this place of unfulfillment because inside your heart is screaming that you're made for more, but your brain is telling you, look, you've come a long way. This is good enough. Let's just ride this, you know? And uh, no, it's a good thing. I'm excited for what you guys are doing. How many years have you guys done this now? Uh, this official will be, this will be our fourth year, kind of, you know, it, yeah. it started off um, actually during COVID, uh, which is kind of the the fun part was uh, <laughs> we, you know, we just said, hey, whoever wants to come up, like I took COVID as a time, I, I saw where it was going and with some people and I know myself, my personality, I could have just sat on the couch, absorbed Netflix, gained 50 pounds, probably drank my life away. And I decided, no, you know, it's a time to learn. So that's actually when I, I've, I've always been interested. I've always loved fitness. I got a background in martial arts uh, over the years. So I was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to go learn how to be, be sort of get certified as a personal trainer. So I spent my free time actually getting some personal training certifications and coaching certifications during that mm -hmm. time. Uh, anyway, so it really started, I'll back up. So I went to uh, my buddy, Scott Strong, and myself, and then had my other partner, Justin Spinker. We all we all went. That's like, that's my core group. That's my band of brothers right there, man. We've been through some stuff together. They've helped me through some stuff. And uh, we're all at a another men's retreat thing together. And I was sharing a room with my buddy, Scott. And it was the last night. And we came back and it was, it was like one of those Holy spirit things where it's like, we're both sitting there. I think we're thinking the exact same thing. And like at the same time, we kind of turn and look at each other. And it was like, do you feel that was just a little weak? Like, <laughs> like there, it's like just something, something wasn't right. Something didn't settle. Felt like there could have been more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we just weren't feeling fulfilled, right, with it. Like, what is this? What it like? We've been here before. We've been to these before, and it was just kind of. It was just, yeah, that something wasn't settling. But so this like unsettling spirit that got us like talking. Like, well, if we did this, what would you do? You know, what would we do? What would we want? And Scott's the one that got me. Actually, him and I for his fiftieth birthday, he wanted to go run a Spartan. So him and I went and ran a Spartan race together, and I fell in love with it. I've done several now. Um, since finding that and it's like man i said what if we what if we did something like that like got guys out and got them to go do a spartan with us right let a team do a spartan or and then we like maybe hung out did dinner and like talked about personal development stuff like what it is and then yeah from there it's just like well what if we did this we went to hike so then that first year it developed into we went up and rented a house up in flagstaff arizona and take the mountain really was, uh, we told the guys, we're going to go hike to the top of Arizona. So uh, in Flagstaff, there's uh, uh, the San Francisco Mountains, and there's Humphreys Peak. And Humphreys Peak is the tallest peak in uh, in Arizona. It's uh, just over 13,000 uh, feet elevation, right? And it's a butt kicker of a climb. I've hiked it a couple of times myself. So I said, well, what if we took a group of guys and did that? So, yeah, we went and rented a house. We had 22 guys come up. Uh, mind you during COVID, right? And we spoke into them and that's where we saw the secret sauce. We spent seven hours Saturday hiking to that. We took uh, 22 guys, came up, 18 guys decided to challenge themselves to try to make it to the top of the mountain. 16 mm -hmm. actually made it. And there was no shame in that. We said, make it as far as you can. Because, you know, just to put a little framework around it, we're, you start the hike at 9,000 feet elevation. Right. And then you go from 9,000 to 13,000 in four miles. So really it's, it's, a, it's straight up the mountain hike. Mm -hmm. right? It definitely, it will wear you out. And uh, so we got 16 guys up, challenge you guys to go as far as you can. And then when we got back, that's the first year we saw we had something because these guys are so physically exhausted. And when uh, I, we had a guy come up named Jody Marble, I uh, was amazing guy, uh, kind of pseudo pastor, construction worker, Mm -hmm. And he delivered a message that just had just about every guy uh, balling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not from weakness, right? Not from, you know, maybe a little regret in there. Maybe just this crime because, you know, they, they see that they can be better. So it was that mm -hmm. spirit really kind of convicting them a little bit that, hey, 
you know, you got something here. You are made for more. It's okay. Let out the let out the past. Release it. Now let's now let's go arm in arm, right? A band of brothers and and mm-hmm. do better. So yeah, that kicked it off, and then <laughs> we got request. Well, what if you guys did it again? So what we wanted to do was get some more guys involved. So and have it a little more because that, that you know that's a big chunk of the day doing that hike. So then anyway, when we started and talking about mixing, like what if we mix like some Spartan aspects into some personal development, what would that look like? And that's where the uh, first real official take the mountain challenge, I guess you could say was three years ago at the same camp. That's where it was uh, kind of honed a little bit and, and born. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. where now we do ages, well, freshman age up to, and we say, uh, up to like 60 whatever you're at physically because it is a physically demanding um, challenge and we put you in a team so you work as a team so we want guys that are able to do the challenges so it does weed out some people um, but we still don't want them to be discouraged by that but we saw what a great opportunity as a rite of passage for some of these younger men and just like you said we bring up these guys like freshman age because we do you know none of us are ordained pastors or you know like it's a bit of a locker room speech, right? It's a little of a boot camp kind of thing. We get in these guys' faces a little bit, not to beat them down, but just to be real. Mm-hmm. And there's that we're missing that for the younger men. So now we have dads. This will be our third year. Like I said, we've had a a, a father son group that have come. We have two of them. Besides myself, I've been bringing my son up with me, uh, but we have three father son that have been with us for three years. So these guys started as freshmen and they're coming into their junior senior years now mm-hmm. and just getting so much feedback from the fathers and the mothers of like, Oh man, we're so happy what you guys do for these boys. And it's really cool for these younger men, not only to be surrounded by, like you said, men like you that can feed into them. Right. But then seeing their dad out there doing these challenges, doing them alongside and there's that extra, that bond, right? That, mm-hmm. that, that, that father son relationship that, you know, that is different than a father daughter relationship. You know, it's just, it's just a fact. Right. Yeah. I say like men, uh, men build relationships shoulder to shoulder. Women build relationships face to face. Like men build these relationships, bending over a hood of a car, working on a car with each other, right. Sharing, uh, going on a hike, marching side by side, you know, riding motorcycles next to each other, right? That's, we're always building these relationships kind of shoulder to shoulder. Right. And uh, so that's, you know, so that's the kind of the birth of it. Um, yeah, what we're doing there, so. Yeah, that's fantastic, bro. And I'm uh, I'm excited that there's an element of faith there because uh, I'm learning as I as I progress on this personal growth and development journey, and this is just for me because I know um, there's a variety of people in this space. But when I exclude God from this journey, it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, yeah. you know. And I think I needed to, I needed to walk down that trail for a little bit, you know. Like there was, uh, there was some like spiritual struggles that I was dealing with probably two years ago, you know. Let my heart get a little bit bitter, and this will probably come out when I'm there. Uh, and if everybody speaks and shares kind of their testimony or a story or whatever, but I had learned so much in like the personal growth and development and psychology and addiction and childhood trauma and all these things and neural pathway development stuff. And I was like, man, I'm getting answers here on why I'm broken. I'm getting answers here on why I struggle. You know, there's nothing in the Bible about neural pathway development and child abuse. <laughs> and all this stuff, you know? So I kind of, I never like gave up on my faith, but I think I wandered a little bit too far too fast down this other path and I didn't bring my faith with me and quite honestly I didn't really know how there was a juggling thing going on there for me and uh, it got to a place here even just this last year at the end of the year where um, I don't know I'll be honest and say there was kind of an implosion you know uh, in my own life and I realized you know what when you didn't know anything about personal growth and development when you were just you know, in that prison, you know, with your head down and your hand up asking uh, a a prison volunteer to pray with you and lead you to Christ, that journey there. And for years afterward, you saw the most 
holiness. And when I say holiness, I mean living righteously, you know, having a righteous life, a moral compass, you know, and the personal growth and development thing was nice. It gave you information. It helped you understand yourself, your past. It helped you connect a lot of dots. But if you exclude Christ, it's going to implode. So that this last year was kind of an interesting run for me, kind of piece all of it together. But I'm glad that dynamic of faith is there. So if we could just jump into, all right, so we got the Take the Mountain Challenge. You've given us the background, like how it started, kind of what you guys do there. Uh, one one quick question before we get into what are the issues that men are struggling with today? I want to ask, because we're going to give all this information at the end of how people can find it, you know, how they can sign up, how they can get tickets, all that stuff. But when someone does reach out, like on Eventbrite or wherever you have it posted, um, does someone reach out to them and let them know what they need to bring? Hey, you need three changes of clothes. You need a you need a you need a, a, a sleeping bag. You need like does someone let them know what like the list requirements are for them to bring? Someone to reach out to them? Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, there's actually a whole packing list uh, within the uh, Eventbrite link uh, okay. that we have on there. And then we email the guys to, we know, we know as guys, sometimes we don't always go through and read the fine print. We just find, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Click the button, it's paid, check it off the list, right? And yep. then it's like. <laughs> you show up in flip-flops and you're like, whoa, hold on, I'm not ready. Yeah, I do that every morning when I walk out the door. I'm like, where's my wallet? Where's my phone? Where's my keys? <laughs> Right, kind of a thing, but okay, that's good. So if guys get tickets, they'll be re they'll be reached out by someone to let them know kind of what the checklist is to bring. So let's dump into the issues that men are struggling with today and why maybe as a whole, there's this feeling of unfulfillment and maybe why we feel like we're losing. What's going on in masculinity today, bro? Mm. Well, well, I think you hit it on the head, man. Uh, I think you said just a couple minutes ago, We've been socially castrated, I guess is that's a, the term, right? Uh, if you look at the turn of our of our country since like the Industrial Revolution, we've slowly been kind of demasculating. You know, we've been taking this away from men, and now, you know, it's like it's not, you know, it, it's it's binary thing. You can't be, uh, you can't be like this rough, tumble like man and be loving right and there's nothing mm -hmm. there's nothing out there that says you can't right like i i love to teach the guys about um the samurai like having a background in the uh, some martial arts i've always loved the picture of the samurai because uh, there's a saying out there right uh, i'd rather be was it i'd rather be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war right and i know jordan peterson uh, speaks to some of this of like it's okay to be dangerous it's okay to like tap into our masculinity and know how to protect ourselves and our family yet be loving. And I think, you know, that samurai picture of like, if you look at the, the fierce warriors, they were, but then the, the artists they were with their calligraphy, the, their gardens, they grew, right. The uniformity of their gardens as farmers, um, some of the artwork, like some of these, you know, you look at that and then you look at other, um, you know, like the warrior po poet spirit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think of, you know, go biblically, you think of Paul, like Paul, such a broken spirit comes to Christ, but yet, you know, was this rough, tumble kind of educated warrior, but still wrote some of the most beautiful, uh, you know, words like King David, you know, you want to talk right. about a guy, masculine struggle, right? Was a musician, was an artist, right? Wrote songs, but still like, probably to this day, one of the most fierce warriors in history. Yes. I mean, to the point where I, I believe they still use some tactics from his battles in modern day warfare. Right. Mm -hmm. So these, so why can't we, why can't we be both? And right. Right. It's, there's not a separation there. I think by knowing who we are and being strong and owning our masculinity and loving ourselves Right. I think that's one of the things that we did castrate the men with that we can't like love. It's like, no, like Jesus was a man and he loved, right? He loved everybody, but he was still strong enough to stand firm for what he believed in. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's a picture we've taken away. If I were to speak into the lack of masculinity in the church, that's where we've done the disservice. We have painted a picture of this 
soft, hippie, almost girly mad Jesus, mm-hmm. which he was not, right? When he asked, the, he asked some of the roughest dudes of the time to follow him. If he was some sissy boy, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think half these dudes would have followed him. Right. They had to see something in this guy as a leader calling yeah. them, right, that they wanted to follow because nobody asked them to follow before, right, that we're just fishermen, we're sinners, we're, you know, we're old warriors, whatever. So I think it's getting back into that owning some of this masculinity spirit is is okay. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's fine. That's what we're created to be. Don't take that away. Now, control it. That's the self-control part right for us but mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's the if i were to sum it into one without and i get long-winded i get excited about this stuff but passivity i think there's a spirit of passivity that has infiltrated uh the modern man explain that what is passivity and what is its effect passivity you know being not being willing to stand out and stand up passivity is Oh, uh, you know, that, that may look wrong, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Right? Let, the, let them, let them do that. So the, the spirit of passivity, if I were to throw it back to another little biblical teaching in, uh, in the Bible, there's the couple, uh, the evil King Ahab and his queen Jezebel, right? And Jezebel was this like overpowering, um, woman that, and Ahab was, it was a soft King, right? Even though he, ruled of with fear he was he was a soft little spirit being ruled by his wife right being told what to do would not stand up for himself and i think that's that spirit of just sitting back letting someone else leave not wanting to not wanting to fail right that that spirit of comfortability i think you nailed it earlier too that's like (laughs) i'm comfortable where i'm at so i'm going to be complacent i'm good right? Everything's at peace around me. I'm not going to say anything to rock the boat. I'm just going to stay in my my little zone mm-hmm. and live out the next 40, 50, 60, 70 years of my life in my little box and not disrupt anything. Yeah. And that That's like me. That. That's the passive spirit. That's the dog that runs up to my feet and just lays down on its back so I can pat its belly, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're becoming. I like that. Two things I got out of that, bro, was First, I want to dive into the loving ourselves challenge. So I'm going to assume, because I definitely know that I have been in this place. I'll assume that you have too. Why do men get to this place where they don't love themselves? They don't respect themselves. They may never admit that, but it's definitely if they were able to quantify and articulate it, they would say, I don't respect myself and who I've become, and I don't love myself as a result. And therefore, here I am stuck. How do men get there to that mm. place? Yeah. And I'll just speak from my own personal journey. Uh, you know, it was, um, yeah, for me, it, 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 it okay, so I'm, I'm just going to go back, right? So I'm going to share here, be vulnerable. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a product. I had a great family. Um uh, but I'm a product of a little alcoholism. I'm also a product of uh, being sexually abused by a, by a babysitter. And that was a female babysitter. So part of my wound was this disrespecting women. Women were an object. Women were, I, I, I did some things, you know, that I'm not proud of, but I did not treat women uh, the right way. Uh, because of this right uh, and that they were just these sex objects so having that guilt and that shame weigh on me uh, when I was a young man at 17 I walked away from the church I was growing up in to find my own path and that was through drugs alcohol uh, thinking I'm going to go check out Buddhism Hinduism you know doing a lot of different psychedelics to try to find this spiritual path but the whole time there was this this weight of uh, just self-loathing, right? This weight of shame, this weight of guilt, this weight of like, there's something wrong with you. There's brokenness in it, and you'll never be good enough, right? Heard that, heard that 
several times just growing up, right? I was the ADD kid running around. <laughs> it's a little hard to control back in the day. I, my wife yeah. might say that I'm a little hard to control these days too. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like uh, those voices from the past too. Like Matthew, you're just a troublemaker. Ah, you'll, you'll, you know, that so many voices of, ah, you're not going to be anything but a trash man. You'll be, you know, you'll be lucky if you don't end up in jail one day. You know, I, I had all this negative reinforcement as a kid. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, growing up in Catholic school from nuns and all that and not saying, you know, love them all, love them all. They're doing the best they can, you know, yeah. uh, but that really led to some years of self-doubt and really self-hate. So I've been really, I've always been good at serving and loving others. And I think as men, we do that. A lot of us do that, right? We serve our wives, we serve our kids, but when it came time to look at myself and I had a guy tell me this. So when I, uh, I, I'd been saved, but I still battling alcohol and drug addiction. And it's like one of those things. Like I, I looked at the church like, oh, I'm going to get saved. Everything's going to disappear. And like, <laughs> no, bro, that's like, that's your white belt, right? Now the work really begins. Now you got to like learn how to master your emotions and your self-control and mm -hmm. overcome those demons. And so it took a while, but I had a guy finally, a, a good brother, uh, stab me in the front, sit me down and really stick me with the truth and say, man, he's like, you hide behind loving others, but you don't love yourself. He goes, yeah. why? He goes, why do you self-destruct? Because I was going through this pattern where I was doing great in work. And then when I got to a certain level, I'd dive back into a bottle or I'd go hide the drugs and then my relationship with my wife would blow up. Uh, yeah. You know, work when it go as well. I, I mean, praise God, I've always had a great work ethic and people love what I love me around. I've had that attitude, but deep inside, I was not happy with myself. Uh, maybe it was comparison to others, but it was just this, this self-loathing, never good enough, never going to be anything. So, man, I mean, that was years. And then finally, I mean, honestly, this journey come to about five, well, seven years ago. I finally started getting into, like you said, personal development. Um, and I had a guy walk me through, like, what, what's the root? What's holding you back? What's your self-sabotage? And it was, it was looking into that of, oh, you're really good about loving others, Matt. That's one of your spiritual gifts, but you don't love yourself. Yeah. What does it look like to actually love yourself? And Because mm -hmm. if I don't love me, then I'm really not loving my wife. I'm really not left with my kids. That's it. And yeah. that's where it's, that's where it hurt the most right there. That's where it hurt the most. And so let's break that down. Let's yeah. break that. Let's break that down. That's so you got a guy that grew up and there's going to be a wide variety of upbringing um, uh, situations that people came up in. So you got a guy, maybe he grew up in an abusive home or maybe he grew up in a decent home. Uh, you got a guy that's, strung out on drugs, you got a guy that's gone to prison, you got a guy that was impulsive because maybe ADHD or whatever things, and he's made some choices that he regrets, he's dealing with shame. Uh, people have pumped his head full of things about how, you know, he's not going to be successful and he's not going to make it. And, you know, nobody wants to be around him because blah, 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 just pack and add in any circumstance you can to kind of group all these men together. But now he comes to the place where he realized that this lack of self-love and this existence of self-loathing exists in his life, how do you get a man? Uh, and there may not be a straightforward answer for this. You know, it may uh, just be a, a, a lifelong process to get there. But what kind of steps can a man take in spite of his mired past to begin to learn to love himself? Again, I'll just speak from my experience because like you said, we all yeah. got a different path. But I know for me it was uh it was one surrendering, surrendering to a higher power, surrendering for me, God, my Lord and Savior. Uh two, it was being vulnerable enough and humble enough to to confide in another man, uh, a, a spiritual mentor to walk me through some of that. And so the way he walked me through it was uh, doing inventory, right? So for me, with the, 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 the groundwork was uh, three questions. Who, who am I? Who do I say I am? 
and write it down. And then the other side, so if it, take a piece of paper, right? Fold it in half. Now one side, who do you say you are? On the other side, who does God say you are? And it's interesting. All who I say is all the negative stuff, right? Right. But if you look at it, who does God say you are? It's like, no, because God is not the author of confusion. God is not negative. No, this is who he says you are, Matt. You know, you are kind. You are loving. Uh, you are a leader. You're an inspirer. You are. And just listen those out. Mm-hmm. And then being able to look ourselves in the mirror and look ourselves in the face and say those things. God did not make anything wrong, did not make anything bad. And you are a creation of God. Therefore, you are not bad. You are not those things your mind saying you are. You are the things I said. So yeah. it's who, who do I say I am? Who does God say I am? And then the third step was, whose are you? As in, who do you belong to? And that's where the surrender piece came in, was not surrendering. Like I brought up, like the dog laying on its back. It's more... I'm kneeling to my king. I'm surrendering my skills, my spirit, my life to the service of my king because my king is going to bless me for serving him. And that was that, that, that surrender. And then being able to look at myself through that. And God says, you, you know, you are an adopted son of mine. I love you. Right. I created you for love to love. Right. And it's like, that's so it's okay i love you and it's one of the first times i think i had a man other than my father and my father did tell me he loved me but i have a man say hey i love you for who you are right mm-hmm. like, yeah, you gotta love yourself and it's that oxygen now so learning learning that process so that was how i walked through it was surrendering and then getting real doing the inventory cleaning out the cleaning out the pantry you could say right mm-hmm. what yeah. serves me what doesn't? What's new? What's uh, nutritionally valuable for my heart, my mind, and my spirit? And what's trash? And getting rid of it, and, and starting that journey of self-discipline. Yeah, it's awesome, bro. I love it, man. I know this is going to be encouraging to a lot of guys, and it's definitely encouraging to me. Let's get into uh, let's get into the feeling of stagnation. I don't know if you struggle with this at all, and I I wrote down some things that I deal with in my life because I wanted to kind of tease out some stuff from you for myself. And I know I'm going to get bombarded with this when I go next month to take the mountain challenge, because I am going, um, this is going to sound so emasculate, but the boss here at the house gave me permission to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I showed it to her. And I was like, Hey man, all these guys are going to this. And, she, and uh, I didn't have to ask her, obviously, you know, I'm a, a man of the house, but I'm kind of just like, Hey, what, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, it was so cool. She looked at me and she said, I will be online today to find you a plane ticket. (laughs) I was like, okay, she knows I need this just as much as I do. But I get into this place, bro, where nothing's, I'm growing. Like like I've been growing. I'm doing well. You'll see some increase in career. Maybe your marriage will be on a, you know, a rising uh, ascent or uh, some side hobby or hustle gets off the ground. You're, 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 you're moving forward. But then you hit this plateau, bro, and everything is just stagnant. Nothing's moving, nothing's changing. And then the voices in my head start like, this is all, you know, it's never going to be any better or different, or you're never going to grow past this, or you're never going to be any more successful than this. And nothing changes. And it's five months of negative 30 here in Wilson, North Dakota, and we're all locked in the house. And stagnation for me is a trigger you know and i guess maybe if you're able man kind of tease out some strategies for dealing with that i mean should we learn how to ride seasons of stagnation out are they okay or should we start putting challenges in front of us so that we can climb out of that season of stagnation what are your thoughts i love that man yeah um I heard an amazing story some time ago. And again, uh, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I got a lot of little Bible stories, but I think. I'm always so yeah, you're good. Right? I heard this great story uh, about King David, right? And because he got complacent, right? Uh, it says, you know, before he had his uh, affair, 
uh, in there it says and I'm, I'm not the greatest at quoting scripture i'm really good at remembering stories but mm-hmm. <laughs> it says all the kings it was a it was a it was a season of war and all the kings were out to war but david stayed home right and you got to look in it like why did he stay home he was supposed to be in that season of war. He decided to kind of stay because he there was no reason to go fight, right? He'd already he'd conquered everything, right? He pretty much had conquered the entire world. His army was so strong they didn't need him. That he wrote he raised up leaders in his place. They really didn't need him, mm-hmm. but his place was to be leading those men. But he decided to stay home. And what did that lead to? Right? That led to him having an affair. Um, and became a, a, a stagnant part of his life for sure. Or mm-hmm. he, that forced stagnation, but I like where you're going, man. Cause uh, I look at that. I look at that story and instead of looking over and seeing this woman bathing on the rooftop, right. Cause he's obviously up in the top of his castle or whatever is looking out. And instead of seeing that woman there, what if he, turned from that and looked out among along amongst his land and thought you know what next what what's next to build and i think that's where you're talking that that spirit of stagnation we get in there and i'm the same way man like if i, I i'm the add if i sit still and something negative creeps in oh boy you can go down that rabbit hole really freaking quick yeah yeah <laughs> and I've been taught. So here's another thing a coach of mine taught was like, that it's the gratitude, right? It's like when you're climbing a mountain, right? There's, it's not always uphill. Like I'll, I'll put the example when we climbed Humphreys, like it's a butt kicker, but you get to a spot where you hit the saddle, right? The saddle on the mountains, like between two peaks where it levels out and you can catch your breath and you get up there. And when you're on that top, it's like, yeah, I could look at that mountain and think of all the things I didn't do to get there. But instead, let's look down and see what steps it took to get here and enjoy the view right now. Take it in and be grateful for like, thank you, God. Like, thank you for bringing me through that and putting me in this place where I can kind of relax. So I'd almost like to say, let's like, be thankful, Not maybe not for the stagnation, but maybe it's just still waters for a minute. I think you brought up the boat thing in one of your podcasts, right? Like sometimes you just got to, you got to sit there and there's still waters. And I think that's the time we reflect, but we have to put up those guards and our mind to not take it to the regret or what, in the comparison of what I haven't done, let's be grateful and see what I have done. Take inventory of what I have mm-hmm. done in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recharge, I like re, you know, recharge the body and then get ready for the next season or what's, what's up on the, you know, every, every sport's got an off season, right? So you're going to go sit mm-hmm. on the couch and think about all the things you did, right? Like Patrick Mahomes right now, and I'm not a Chiefs fan, but Patrick Mahomes took a week off and he's back in the, he's back in the weight room, right? Tom Brady, all the greats get back in there. They don't sit back and uh, think about the wins or the losses. They take what they did and now, now they're back in training for the next season, right? So I think that's it. I think that training ourselves to go to that mental gym to be grateful for what we've gone through and now kick it up. Cause what is it, you know, even 0.01% uh, being 0.01% better every day still is gaining something, right? We're still gaining something. Yeah. Yeah. I get into seasons of stagnation and idleness. And just like you said, um, do an inventory on the accomplishments. I don't know why this is the case for people. And I know I'm not the only one that deals with this, But when you reminisce on your past, it is so much easier to remember the heartache, the tragedy, the wrong things, you know, like, man, I'm a I'm a two time convict, you know, rather than remembering the fact that I've actually gone into prisons and led broken young men to Christ as a as a as a as a volunteer, you know, or uh, I've broken the cycle of toxicity in my in my family as it relates to I'll just say this with love and respect, better parenting strategies, you know, but I'll remember those moments in time where I didn't, you know, and uh, I think that's good, bro, to take a minute, reflect on the good things that you've built, enjoy the breath, the saddle, like you said, catch your breath and uh, just know that it's a moment to recover 
before we start the next climb. I like that. It's really good, man. So I got here on, I got here on my list, man. I write a couple of things down. I think what men are struggling with two things is the pride issue of, I don't want to admit that things are broken in my life. I don't want to admit that my marriage is stagnant, that my wife and I are drifting. I don't want to admit that I'm absolutely clueless on how to be a good father. I don't even know what that looks like. You know, uh, I'm, I don't want to admit that I've got some addictions that I'm catering to, uh, like a little puppy petting them on my lap. You know, uh, I don't want to admit that I'm clueless on how to manage my finances and build wealth. I don't want to admit that I'm clueless, you know, and when, and I think that's one category of men, but then you have another category of men that arrive at that place of humility and honesty. And they're like, you know what? Things are broken and in more than one area, but their struggle is they don't have access to the tools. They don't know what the strategies are for building in those areas of manhood, right? What would you say to the guy that's had his awakening moment? He's been honest. There's brokenness around me. I need to change. I don't know how. What is his next step? Where does a man go to learn mm. how to build his life better? Well, and I, uh, again, it's looking for, I, the only thing I can think of and that I've done in my life, and I know I've heard this from other uh, speakers, is find the guy that has what you want and be vulnerable and uh, humble enough to go ask them to coach you. Like we, yeah. we all need uh, one of my mentors right now that I'm going with. Uh, he says, we all need a, a, a Paul, a Barnabas and a Timothy in our life, a Paul, which would be like a spiritual life mentor. Mm -hmm. A Barnabas is like a friend that's closer to a, than a brother that like mm -hmm. for accountability that I can re rely on. And then a Timothy would be someone we're feeding into, right? Be it your son, a younger generation. And I think that's where we get, that's that, um, that tipping point, I think for guys of, I've had an awakening. I know what I want. I know I want to be better. I know what to do now. Now the hardest part is opening your mouth and inviting someone in or asking someone if they right. would help you. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, you and me both. I've read the books, right? I've read the books. I've listened to the podcast. I've done this and that. But until I actually put a mentor in my life, someone that I could look face to face with that can mm -hmm. call me out on my BS, mm -hmm. that accountability partner. I mean, that's the, that's the next step. That's the, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's where it is. It's just being able to open your mouth and ask someone, find someone and they're out there. Right. Yeah. And if you pray, you know, God, Holy spirit, show me the guy and then you go out there and you go listen you go look you know who it is mm -hmm. right you know who it is you just got to go ask him and i guarantee because i've been there like ah what would he want right the negative guy what would he want to why would he want to talk to me i'm nobody i'm this i'm that i'm i'm just matt the landscaper why would this guy who played in the nfl actually want to give me his time or why would this guy who's built an amazing business want to give me his time why would this pastor who's built an amazing church want to give you know it's it's all that bull crap when those guys most men like that want to feed into you yeah but you gotta you gotta ask yeah because they're not mind readers yeah. and they're trying to respect your they're trying to respect your space i've had a few people in my life that have been willing to like not care whether or not i want to hear it <laughs> and they just knife to the front like you said but most people, most people want to respect your space, but, but, but until they know, and that's why I so much enjoyed working with Joel. And like I said, 2016 was the year the personal growth and development for me kicked off. And like you said, it was books, it was audiobook, podcast, all these different things, learning, you know, about all this stuff. And uh, I wanted to do one-on-one -on -one coaching for so long, but I always talked myself out of it for different reasons, but working with a mentor provided a level of accountability for me that really helped progress things, I think, at a speed that it wouldn't have otherwise. Because I knew I was going to have to look Joel in the eyes on a Zoom call every week, you know, and tell him 
whether or not I was a sappy, limp-wristed, you know, uh, not this week kind of, which, uh, of course, we've all been there. But I wanted him to know that I was taking it serious, that I was taking my investment of time and money serious, and that I was taking his time serious. And uh, yeah, it was great, man. Uh, it was saw growth in a lot of different areas. And then, of course, the coaching ends. You know, the coaching program comes to an end. You know, like take the mountain challenge will come to an end after two, three days, right? And it's what you do next, you know? And I got to a place where a few months after we were finished, quite a few months, actually, I realized, you know what? Coaching is not something that you do once and see growth and then you're good. And I realized that. And when I called him back, I, I, we talked a few months ago and I was like, dude, this is an ongoing thing, isn't it? And he was like, yeah, bro, like you keep going, like you keep with a mentor, you keep with a program, you keep accountability in your life, you know, you keep all of that. And uh, so uh, we're, we're signing back up. He's got me on the digital platform and uh, we're, we're talking about some one-on-one -on -one stuff and all that. But as it relates to Take the Mountain Challenge, as we wind this down, um, we're going to get strategies and encouragement on a couple key topics. And if I got this right, it's marriage, it's fatherhood, it's fitness, and it's your money, your finances, right? So you guys are going to offer, and it's it's uh, biblical-based, um, but, but we're going to get some tactics, strategies on how to on how to implement these things in our life at this event next month, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. What we do is, um, you know, that's why we put, put these guys in the squads. It's a little teaching, but we found, like in a men's group, right? And I think this goes back to what you and I were just saying, like, you know, reading all the things, listen to all the things, all that. But until you get a mentor and a friend, accountability partner, where we can digest that stuff, like we've been feeding, 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 but have we really sat back and digested it? And you need that mentor sometimes to help you digest and absorb that information even deeper. So it goes from the surface level, right? It goes from the mind to the heart and the Bible says, and from the heart comes through the mouth to our actions. Right. So mm. it's that process. Um, so that's part of out there. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to walk you through some things and you know, we're not going to sit, we don't want to sit there just cause who I am. This is what, how we program it. You know, I don't want you, I don't want to sit there and listen to a guy talk to me for an hour. Right. So we, we break it down to about 20, maybe 30 minutes like lessons, but in that there's questions to answer, then you're going to go with your, your squad and you're going to go wrestle with this. So you're going to go digest it. You guys are going to go grind it up and see what it means to you. Right. And how to, how to implement that and build those bonds together, how to implement that. And that's how we start to build those relationships. And like we have guys right now, uh, we had a guy come from North Carolina and we have guys out from Oregon last year, California, uh, that, that converged on Prescott and they're all calling each other. Right. We got, I I'm listening to like, I'll talk to one of them. Cause I can't be that close to all, all the guys. Right. I got my squad, but that's what we're trying to build. And these guys are, they're calling like, at least once a week, maybe getting a call to one another and having that time to build. So yeah, that's, that's part of what we're doing. And then yeah, to work, you know, we all need help in those areas. So yeah, we, we, we talk on that, but this year's programming is going to be, a little different and it's getting to what I call the heart of the warrior. Uh, we're going to spend, we're going to spend a, a lot of time finding out who you are. Cause that's what we felt like we missed the last couple of years. We've given you all this information and maybe some strategies, but if you don't know who you are, you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't know who Nick is, if I don't know who Matthew Allred is, if these guys don't know who they are first, then all of it, it gets kind of gets blown to the wayside. Right. Yeah. So, so we're going to, this year's programs really, we're looking at splitting up into two programs actually too. Cause we have guys like, man, like you said, I'm feeling stagnant. I wish we had another mountain. And it seems to happen at that six month mark. Okay. So we're doing one in September and we're going to do it, or I'm sorry, we're doing one in April and we're looking at possibly doing another one in October this year, just from request. So now we're going to two different levels. It's like coming up basic training, learning who we are 
the skills we have, the skills we possess, being comfortable with that and how to implement that into our marriage, into our work, into our finances. And then part two would be coming back. And now this is where it's like warrior training, right? You've been through basic, you've been through basic training. Now we're going to come back to the mountain and we're going to really grind in a little more. And not everyone's going to want to come back. I'm going to say, you know, it's, <laughs> you kind of yeah. sipped out, you know, um, we hope everyone comes back for the, se- for the second level, but that's where it's going to get a little more grungy, a little more serious, a little more tactical, I guess you could say. Yeah. I like it, bro. It's good. So talk to us about where we can access tickets. Give us the dates and all of that stuff real quick. Yeah, man. So you can go, I'd love it. If you guys could go help us build up the page. So it's take the mountain challenge on Facebook, uh, go like, and follow the page. We put all sorts of information out there. Uh, I'll, I'll do a live video. I've committed at least once a week right now doing a live video, kind of going over some of the topics we do up there. Uh, we have all the links to other events that we do. Um, and then the main place to, there's links actually in there to get tickets, but the main place to go now is take the mountain challenge.com. Okay. Uh, that'll take you to our landing page, give you some information. We've got a fun little promo video on there, kind of a little motivational talk on there. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> and, and then there's a link in there to get tickets as well. And if, if, Neither of those are up your alley. You just want to go straight to Eventbrite. You can go to Eventbrite, type in Take the Mountain Challenge, um, and that should come up. And we have two dates this year. So this is our first year going national. Uh, For the last three years, we've been in Prescott, Arizona. uh, That's our home. Um, So April 28th through the 30th, we'll be right here in beautiful Prescott, Arizona. And then for the first time, we're going to the East Coast. Well, Southeast. I got yelled at for calling it East Coast because <laughs> North, North Carolina ain't the East Coast. <laughs> right. <laughs> the South, all right. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. But we have yeah. a, a place in uh, uh, Hendersonville, uh, North Carolina, and that'll be October 8th through the 10th of this year. We already have a place booked. So if you guys... If you have guys that are, you know, if you guys are closer to that side uh, of the uh, of the globe, then we'd love to, for you to come out to that one. That's the first year we're doing it. And this is a testament to what Take the Mountain Challenge does, because uh, and I'll, I'll leave it with this, with a, with a testimony. Uh, it's one of my best friends that I played football with, a guy that I did a lot of life with named Tommy that lives up North Carolina. And... He called me around this time last year and broken. So this will just wrap up everything we said now that I think about it. Thank you, Lord, for this testimony. Um, He called me broken at his wits end, been doing everything for his family, great kids, successful business, wife is thriving, everyone's thriving, but he was dying on the inside. He was not loving himself. He wasn't serving himself. He was gaining weight and he was spending all his time loving on everyone else and not himself. And he called me. He said, Matt, I I don't know what to do. I just feel broken. I feel lost. I feel like I'm pouring out and I know I'm doing right, but why do I feel like a failure? And he said, I saw what you did last year. What's this thing that you're doing on the mountain? And I said, Tommy, and I explained it to him. And I said, you need to come. I said, you got You always got a place to stay with me. I said, you get a ticket out here. I said, you can come stay with me, ride up with me. I got you. I'll pick you up from the airport. I said, you get out here and come see what this does. So Tommy came out last year. Just, 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 uh, I don't know what the word, uh, he just came alive. He came alive on that mountain. Uh, I saw the guy I played football with. I saw my co-captain from the football team come alive again, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll get me emotional, man, because I watched a guy that was at a low spot come out and just start not just speaking into other guys, saw his leadership come out, uh, saw what just that little, those three days on the mountain speaking into him, how it, it flipped a switch in him. Bro, this guy went back to North Carolina so on fire. He calls me up. He goes, Matt, I want it out here. I've been talking to all my guys out here. They need it out here. Let's go. 
And I said, well, if you're serious, you're going to help me with this. And I said, yeah. I said, we're coming to North Carolina. And that's what happened, man. This guy went back so changed, so on fire that he wanted to bring it to his his friend group, his men, his church. Mm-hmm. So we're going out in October to North Carolina. But that's not that's an amazing part. But the most amazing part was the testimony that I got. And I'm going to read it up on the mountain, not from his wife, from a, a wife of a, a friend of theirs, of the, this woman, Facebook messaged me, and I won't share her name or anything, uh, but she messaged me and said, Matt, I don't know what you're doing, but I see this change in Tommy. I see this change in his wife. I've been talking to them about some things, and for the last year, and she's like, I don't know what you did to this man on the mountain, but she's like, he is totally changed and on fire. She's like, you can't stop doing this. And it was just the, it was confirmation from God. Cause I'll be honest with you, man, after the last two years, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm kind of over it. This has kind of been a hobby. And God's like, no, you're not done, bro. You're just getting started. I love it. Like, just, we're just getting started. So that's, that's, awesome, that's what it does. That's what it is. <clears throat> so like we talked about in our warm up chat, how, um, typically men wait till the last minute kind of thing. <laughs> I, 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 we're in the process of a move. So my wife and I had a vacation planned for Colorado this last week. It's spring break. So she's a teacher and the kids are out. So it was going to work. And another blizzard rolled in to North Carolina uh, or not North Carolina. I'm sorry, North Dakota in March, like everywhere else in the country, people are in t-shirts and I have thermal gear on as I'm going to work, beard covered in icicles. And my wife's looking out the window and <laughs> my wife has never drank, never smoked, never cussed. Step on the platform on our wedding night, pierce the wind driven snow. She's a godly, righteous woman. Um, I'm the space case. I'm the one with issues. She is like, I, I tell her sometimes you could have been the mother of Jesus. And, but anyway, she doesn't use strong language, but she's standing at the window, looking at the blizzard rolling in, knowing that she just lost her vacation home to go see her mother and her father and her family. And she goes, I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we've been up here for a couple of years and North Dakota is a boom state. The oil and gas industry has exploded up here. And it's a state where people come, they make money, they pay off debts. You know, and then they go wherever the next phase of their life takes them financially solid and stable. And we've done that. We put our time in. I, I told her, look, we've made parole. We're out of here, you know. So um, she was tentatively offered a job at a premier Christian private school for the next year. Um, and we listed our house. And I had like 11 people hit me up on Facebook Marketplace that want to come and look at it. But the very first people that came and looked at it asked us to please take it off the market. They want the house. They want to bring their daughter back to North Dakota because there's grandkids in the equation now and all this stuff. And it's set up for inspection on Thursday. I got to call this guy here in a little bit for like some contractual contractual stuff. And we're moving back to Texas. I'm going to go work in the old field down there and stuff. So this move is taking place. So I've been really busy and that's not an excuse for why I haven't got my tickets to take them out. (laughs) As soon as we get off of the, off of the podcast here, the zoom call, I am immediately going to get my tickets purchased. And guys, if you're out there and you've heard what Matt has thrown out today, you heard the testimony of being on fire, going back home, aggressive to win and to succeed and to lead yourself and your family in a direction that is righteous and successful, I'm going to encourage you to go to Eventbrite, go to Take the Mountain Challenge dot com uh, or Take the Mountain Challenge Facebook page. Check out the links, check out the video, all of that stuff. And for my audience, I'm nobody special. I tell people I'm not the big duck in the pond, but I am in the pond and I'm trying to make an impact. And I would love to connect with members of my podcast audience. So if this is something that you can swing, you still got a month give or take to get your tickets and get yep. down there. It's going to be an awesome weekend of masculine strength and sweat. And we're going to get encouraged. We're going to get ta- tactics, tips, and strategies on how to build an amazing life. And I would encourage you to get your tickets. Um, Matt, this has been an awesome episode. I think. Yeah, you for- man. Yeah. I- I'll get it. Pub- It'll be published and out today. One final thing. 
off topic a little bit, but tell me why the name of uh, of why the name Scott Strong is so familiar to me. Why have I heard that name before? <laughs> is, is he does he have is he is he out there in personal growth and development? Does he have content and stuff? I know that name. You you may have so uh, myself Scott and Joel have kind of been in relation together for five six years. Okay, uh, and Scott. Uh, also does a coaching program um so i'm sure in a roundabout way through uh through joel uh even okay. myself you may have heard of mr scott strong okay does he have meetup? content on social media does oh, yeah. he, have... he does. okay he does. he does he does some stuff yeah he's very much the the patriot of the group and uh, you know, when you meet okay. the guy he's a he's a viking the guy's like six seven two forty okay. He's a beast. <laughs> All right. I know you guys do. I know you guys, there's some like martial arts stuff, like some physical contact stuff um, at the, at the event. Cause I saw that on the YouTube video when I was checking it out. So I'm just going to tell you guys up front I'm old. Okay. And I've been working in this old field for a long time and I'm beat and wore out and I look like a tough guy, bro, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit soft these days, bro, as it relates to <laughs> mortal combat stuff. So I'm good to get on the mat. Please don't break any bones. <laughs> <laughs> we, <Right? laughs> we, hey, we, most of all of us have to get back to a, a day job. So we don't, we try, we try to come up and I said, Hey, don't worry. You're not going to die. All right. You'll yeah, be okay, all right. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So <laughs> but, I'm going to get hey, my, yeah. oh, go ahead, please. I was going to share real quick. Cause uh, I don't think I said this, but we only open it up to 55 guys. Okay. Um, so it's a very, it's a, it's a, cause we like to keep it small and intimate. Uh, we found again, that's part of the secret sauce. If it gets too big, mm. too many guys can kind of hide in the shadows and not connect. So 55 okay. is great. Cause then we can, we basically have 10, 10 teams of five guys, right. Okay. That end up going out and doing this together. And again, a few tickets left. Yeah. Oh yeah. We still have, okay. well, yeah, there's still at least 20 left. I think as of right now. Okay. So we still have a few. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't have to compete with anybody because I'm going to buy my ticket before I publish this episode. So I'll be good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So the only thing left I've got is, uh, and, and they're really good about time off up here. They, they, this is a taxing field. So when you go in and say, look, I need this, they give you the time. But the only thing left I got to figure out is if I want to fly down there or if I want to drive. And I think it would be really cool if Joel's up for it, because when I went to Phoenix for the personal growth and development workshop that we hosted there, I flew and Joel was really good. He came and picked me up. We went out to eat, he took me to these cool restaurants and we spent some time together. But I was stuck in that motel for the whole week because uh, I flew there and I didn't bring a car. And my wife and I are avid, no credit card people. And you have to have a credit card to rent a car these days. And I was like almost getting ready to rent with my debit card a U-Haul truck just so I could get around and go look at Phoenix while I was down there. So I'm thinking about driving down there. And I don't know if Joel's up for it, but maybe I could return the favor, pick him up at the airport airport in Flagstaff. But of course, he's from Phoenix, so that's not a far drive. So he may drive. No, us. no it's only our the drive up from Phoenix is maybe two hours. Yeah. OK. OK. Well, I'll just. I'll just I'll get my tickets to the event today and then I'll figure out what I want to do by way of transportation. And I'm excited, bro. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I need this desperately. I'm in a season right now where I need this and my wife knows I need it and uh, I'm going to be there. So fantastic. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. bro. I really appreciate yeah. it. Take time. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a blast. We should. I'd love to do it again. Maybe it inspires me to get my podcast up and running again. I did one and, you know, life got in the way and I was like, ah, I put that off to the side <laughs> yeah yeah we just gotta keep going awesome okay cool man well if i don't talk to you before then i will see you in april and we'll get after it see you on the mountain baby awesome cool man all right talk soon all right brother thank you